Welcome everybody to a soggy edition of the CarCast. I'm Owen Newkirk, driving with his white-knuckled death grip, or at least as his is recommended by his significant other tonight, Sean Shapiro behind the wheel, which means it's always entertaining. We have a really great lightning display going on, which will really be appropriate for our lightning round, which we'll get to momentarily. Thank you, by the way, for your Twitter questions. Uh, we have a few getting going here. We'll get to that later. But, Sean, something that hasn't happened in the last eight games happened tonight. Yes. Stars won a hockey game. Yes. They uh, they won a hockey game. They uh, The playoff hopes that are already extremely slim, um, but they stay alive for at least one more game. The flicker and, is still there. And... Um, they win an overtime game. They didn't. Uh, they did not collapse in the third period. I mean, they were outplayed in the third period. They were. Flyers were a much better team. Yes. Uh, but they don't lose in the third period. Nope. And uh, they get the job done in overtime. And it's. Uh, it was a much more. Uh, you could tell after the game that it was. This was a big. This was a big sigh of relief and a, a moment of, to exhale for the team. You could tell just uh, both from talking to the players and based off the reactions. Um, it was a... Uh, Put it this way. Yeah. They have been stuck on 84 points since the loss to Ottawa in overtime when Mike Hoffman scored on Ben Bishop, right? Yeah. Back in the middle of the road trip, they lost in Vancouver or in uh, Winnipeg, excuse me, without getting any points. Then went to Washington D.C. again, played well, didn't get anything to show for it. Came home and blew a two nothing third period lead against the Bruins. Didn't get anything to show for it because Pasternak scored with 11.1 seconds left. Played a clearly still affected by the Boston loss game against the Vancouver Canucks and lost when they they could have won the game. And Vancouver's not a great team, but they did help out the Stars tonight by beating Anaheim. But, I mean, that's they had gone four straight games without a point. Yes. And so, very interesting article that you and I were talking about this afternoon on the drive-in from your athletic colleague, Dom Lachizan, about... I'm really, I'm really impressed you can pronounce his last name, because I'm not even sure how to pronounce his last name. Well, uh, you know there was an NHLer, Curtis Lachizan. I don't know if the spelling was the same, but when there's a lot of Z's, C's, Y's, there's a lot of silent letters. Yep. But um, here's the thing. The Stars had 80 points after 66 games. Ten games later, they only had four more points. Yes. That is a recipe for disaster, but particularly this time of the year. And I'll, I'll make this equation real quick, or this comparison. Philadelphia Flyers have had a roller coaster season. They had a 10-game losing or winless streak back earlier in the season, but they did it 0-5-5. So they still had five points in a 10-game winless streak. Stars were winless at eight. They only had two points. So they had two fewer games, two fewer losses, but had two, uh, three fewer points. The Flyers then, of course, have rattled off a six-game winning streak immediately after that 10-game winless streak. They went 8-1 and one in a nine-game stretch, and then they went on a 10-0-2 12-game point streak. And then... They won one of eight, and then they just won, had points in five straight until tonight's loss, where they've made it now a six-game point streak. So this team is all over the place, but they're in a playoff spot right now. 
Yep, and they uh, and they're in a playoff spot. Essentially, they're third, third, third and fourth string goalies for the time being. With it sounds like Michael Neuberg. I don't yeah. know if he'll play tomorrow against the Avalanche. Love to see the Flyers help the Stars out here. Yep. Uh, but really, Neuberg's on his way back, and the reports from uh, Sam Carcini, who's the uh, beat writer at the Philadelphia Inquirer for the Flyers, reported that sources were saying that Hextall said something about the last week of the season for Brian Elliott. Again, we're getting a little deeper into the Flyers goaltending situation than probably is necessary, but it's the car cast, so we can do whatever we yeah. want, right? Yes, of As long as we survive the wet drive home in a thunderstorm yes. on Texas highways, which are already treacherous, let alone with rain, mm-hmm. um, I'd say we're doing all right. Yeah. So, look, Michael Neuver, I've seen him play better. I don't think he cost them the loss today, but... You mean Peter Mrazek? Yeah, did I say Michael Neuberg? He is. Yeah. He's, he's recovering. Yes. Mrazek was okay. He got better. I thought he looked really shaky early. He did. And uh, I thought Kari Lettman looked really both shaky Both goalies early. looked shaky early. The uh, first period was a goaltending adventure. Oh, yes, it was. Uh, not only uh, not only in the net, but also out of it for Kari gets a tripping penalty. Behind the net. I mean, the only difference between that and the Toronto game was is that he was behind the net, so he couldn't make a bad play and let it score on himself. Yes. But Um, it was ugly. Yeah. And I I don't think the Flyers will be very... I don't think the Flyers will be happy with the goal that Morazic led up to Foxa. Uh, He he uh, overcommitted to a tip play from Roussel, which Bruce says, and I, I have to look at it again, but we watched the replay and I was looking to see if Roussel got a tip on it, which he did. He tipped it wide. Yes. Bruce is saying that it was already going wide, and so Roussel tipped it farther wide. I'd have is, to look at it does again. Does that matter? Um, I think his point I, I, I was... I don't understand the point of contention okay, I didn't know why that was... His a... point was is that Mrazek overextended himself past the post on a shot that was already going wide, and he didn't need to commit that far. Again, I'd have to look at it again, but regardless of that fact, Peter Mrazek was outside of his post and didn't have a good push back, and yes. so Fox was able to score around the other side. Correct. Um, so I would not like that if I was Philadelphia. Um, I'd take a look, and then you look at the other side, the goals the Stars went up, where... Um, Lightning actually made some good saves in the first place. Sure he did. In the first period. How about that uh, stretching save on Wayne Simmons after Hamus lost it? Stretching saves on Simmons. They made the uh, save on a uh, Konechny. Or Konechny. 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 <laughs> That's a fun one, isn't <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah. Konechny on after Konechny. Gets, probably gets away with boarding on Dan Hamus in the corner. Hamus, uh, by the way, uh, after that play, was down on the ice for a while. I think he was A, hurt. B, expecting a penalty. Got neither of them. C, somehow got himself back on his feet, which was crazy. And you could tell he was in a lot of pain because he put his stick on his knee, on his shin pads, on his knees, and just leaned on them. While the play was going on. And was trying to stay in the play and was really in the yeah. way. Uh-huh. But wasn't really doing anything. He eventually got up and he kept back coming back. Yeah. But he um, took a hard hit. And the uh, it'd be fun. Uh, it starts up an optional practice tomorrow. They do. I doubt Hamus will be on the ice. I highly doubt it. But if he's available, I'd love to ask him just how much he was shaken up on that play 
because he looked like he could, I don't know whether he had the wind knocked out of him yeah. or if it, something was painful, that he couldn't move. He had a bit of a rough night, um, just kind of, well, physically, he was kind of beat up tonight, like just in general. Um, you think he was the one that Hitch was alluding to? When so, yeah, I, I don't know if it's him. thought that Rick needed some help. So, yeah, so the Stars dressed 11 forward, 7 defensemen tonight. Um, because and Jason Spezza returned from injury. And Jason Spezza returned from injury. Returned nine days after we were told it was two weeks till he'd be reevaluated. Um, two days after he skated morning skate and said, He's oh, right, back up. So third was it Thursday before the Boston game? Yes. They said that because the stars were off on Wednesday, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Right after the Washington game. Yes. So Thursday they have a practice and. Hamhuis or excuse me, Spets is done his escape. Yes. And Hitch, I think I'm getting this right. Hitch says Spets tried to skate and, he said and it did not go well. He said it did not go well. Yes. So then, was it Friday or was it Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Right? And Saturday takes part in the morning skate. No, it was Sunday's morning skate against the Canucks. We're getting our days messed up. Whatever. Basically, he tried to skate at some point. It didn't go well. A day or two later, he's at the morning skate against Vancouver. And we go, huh, I wonder yep. if he's going to play. Because he didn't. He was taking part in drills. Didn't yeah. look too bad. And it says, yeah, no, he's he's not even close. Yep. Two days later, he, he's in the lineup. He's in the lineup. Played about 10 minutes tonight. A little over 10 minutes and 15 shifts. Um... And, but the reason they dressed 11-7 tonight was the, uh, and Hitch talked about it after the game, Rick Wilson needed some help because he had some extra, he had some defensemen that were banged up. Right. We don't know exactly who. Um, I have theories. I um, looked at this, by the way, Sean, at the time on ice at the end of the game. I did as well. And if you went strictly on numbers, the guy who had the biggest dip was Greg Patterson. But the thing was, is that I think they rotated uh, Honka through the right side with Patterson and Johns, because both both time on ice were down a little bit, yeah. simply to keep him into the game so he wasn't ice cold. And so then you don't know, was he playing because one of those guys needed to be backed off, or was it just a, the uh, simple occurrence because he was dressed? I think it was because he was dressed. That's why everyone's... Um, but I take a look at it, and I don't know who's hurt, and I'm not going to... So spe- you're speculating. I am speculating. Spe- this spe- is one of those, I'm going to speculate, but I'm going to say I'm not dressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I will speculate. I do that, too. Um, I don't want to speculate, but I'm speculating. So a couple of things. Um, Ham use and uh, I think Ham use for one, took a beating tonight, but I don't think he was the one who was dealing with injury before tonight. Um, Mark Mathot, we know, has been dealing with some things. Uh, well, he came back from the hand injury, yeah. and he said it's not been great. And Tessa um, Lindell's looked a bit off to me lately. You think? Yes. I don't, I'm not, it's been, maybe he's hit a wall based on playing time. Played he's, a lot last year, too. He's just, but he seemed like he's been a step slower to me. And now maybe that's injury, maybe that's fatigue. I don't know what it is, but I think there might be something there where Lindell is not at 100% of what Rick Wilson would like, like him to be. perhaps he's dealing with an injury and just yes. trying to fight through it. Yes. Could be. So that's just a theory. Um, Stars are pretty beat up on the back end. There's really, I mean, they have Dylan Hetherington and Honka, but nobody, like, you know, Mathot is, is beaten up. Hamus is not exactly at 100%. You can see, obviously, yeah. the beating he took tonight. 
And I know either of those two players, Honker or Hetherington, are going to jump in and play first pair left side with Klingberg right now. No, and it was interesting. Uh, it was interesting to see how. Uh, and obviously, I think the reason tonight, obviously, Honk is in over Hetherington is because they, the way Honk, they were going to get Honk more time was they were going to have a power play one. They wanted to spell Klingberg a little bit on the power play time. Uh, he played about a minute on the power play. Yep. Honk played nine minutes tonight. Um, and, uh, yeah, I asked Hitch about it after the game, and... Said he didn't like he didn't like it he didn't like the eleven seven but he had to do did he it. He say he was uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable with yeah. it. It was awkward yeah. because Hitch did not have four full lines. No, he did and not. So he had to rotate right wingers. He had to ro- bring in a center once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, after the Stars killed off the first power play that the Flyers had in the first period, they went with a, a weird mixed line of Yanmark, Spencer, Radulov. Yep. Which again, that's been a line before, but not in this game. It was one guy from three different lines because yeah. none of them yeah. were on the PK at that moment. And they even threw Dickinson out there for part of the penalty and, and by the third period, um, you got to the point where Jason, the Jasons, Jason Spaz and Jason Dickinson, didn't take their first shift in the third period until the 11-minute mark of the third period. I actually would... About a minute before they finally took a shift, I was trying to count bodies on the bench to see if Spezza was still out there. Right. Tough, tough third period for the Jasons. Yes. To steal your tweet. It was a good tweet. Um, <laughs> nice power play goal by Brett Ritchie. Uh, uh, or yeah, nice well, nice power play goal by Radulov off yeah. Ritchie. Yeah, here's the thing. Richie, okay, Richie did his part. He went to the front of that. He guy. has to be that guy. Yes. If he's going to be out there, he has to create havoc in front. Whether he actually did much to score directly or indirectly, because he was in that position, it allowed, it caused trouble for Razik, it caused trouble for the penalty killers, and Radulov was able to shoot it at him and hit him and win it. He did his job. I'm not, and I'm that not, is I'm not what, taking that away right, from him. Right, so like, don't say don't, because... Look, that's goal number seven on the year. The kid needs everyone he can get this year. I know, but but I, I I thought he did a great job of being a disruptive force in front of the net, and Radulov essentially scored it off of Rich. Yes, he did a good job going where he needed to be. I give him credit for that. Um, just, look, the Stars have struggled with net front presence on the power play all year because the guy they thought that was going to be a big part, especially in power play unit two, was Martin Hansel. Yeah, they really thought Hansel was going to fill that role. They thought because he was he's really good in front of the net, and he scored a couple this year, but he hasn't been healthy enough. So yeah. anyway, that's, I mean, that's they definitely. They, I thought they did a nice job recovering from the Provorov goal because uh, it was the first shot of the second period. They're down a goal. The Stars. Clearly, whether or not the coaching staff likes the word confidence or not, <laughs> clearly their confidence was shaky. And they didn't show it in the second. Now, in the third, they looked like they were hanging on a little bit at times. But, but look, look, the Flyers play kind of like the Stars did two years ago, Sean, where you're a high-pressure team, you never really give the other team any breather with the puck, and your D jumps into the rush to create odd-numbered rushes and, and difficult defensive zone matchups constantly. And they're it sounds a lot like the 15-16 stars, does it not? Yes, they do, and they're lethal on the power play, too. They have a great power oh, play. Well, the passing they, of they, they Drew and Voracek are yeah. incredible. And Simmons may, be one of the, Simmons may be the best net front guy in the league. Frankly. For power play? Yes. Oh, I mean, when you combine that net front presence with the, the with Goss Bears' point shots, mm-hmm. and then 
Voracek and Giroux, who may be the two most patient players in the league. Yeah, I believe I believe Giroux is now. I think he's tied for the league lead in assists after well, tonight. He was tied going into the night. Yeah, and Voracek was third. I think he might actually have taken the lead. Uh, but who? Um, he was tied. The person he tied he was tied with. Tip of my tongue. Also had an assist tonight too. So 66 for both of them. Yes. I know this, and I can't think of it. I know. Uh, but anyway, I can't think of it. I know who it is. I can't think yeah. of the name right now. But anyway, um, so it's they, they rally, they tie it. Third period. I bet you Tyler Sagan can't believe he didn't score. We actually had him on our post game show tonight, and I asked him about. He said, "Could you believe when Provorov cleared your shot off the line? It was actually the third scoring chance of that sequence. There was a shot in." Jamie Ben had a chance on a rebound. Sagan hit one into Mrazic, and then he shot another one around Mrazic, and standing on the goal line was Provorov, and it cleared away from him. Provorov had a good game overall. I, guess. Yeah, I mean, look, he's a young player in the league, and yeah. he doesn't look like it anymore. No, not at all. Uh, Provorov Gostasperic is a staple of their blue line for a while. They're going to be pretty happy about that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, anyway. You get to overtime. Mm-hmm. You get the points. So already you're feeling better. Both teams kind of, and now Philly had pressured most of the night, and they were, but both teams, you kind of hit that spot. It's a cross conference game. There's five minutes left, and you kind of, you, 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 try, and, you try and score, but you stop. You don't take risks. The risks were almost nil at that yes. point. Right. And that was a smart play for both mm-hmm. because you. Both teams needed that point badly. Yes. Not enough to risk it. Now, digression that we don't really want to get into, if you had a three-point regulation win, it changes the complexion of everything. Correct. But you don't, and you may never Mm -hmm. in the NHL. So here we are. So you go to overtime, and... Flyers win the draw. By the way, they, they won the faceoff battle narrowly, but they're very good. Drew's one of the best faceoff players yeah, in the, the league. Yeah, the Flyers are a very good faceoff team. Stars are a very good faceoff team. They are t- uh, Stars, are, I think, are third in the league right, right now. Right. I mean, they've been good all year. They yeah. were first for a while. Carolina's up there. Yeah. Flyers are right there. They lose the draw, which possession in overtime is a big deal. And very much unlike, Sean, the Anaheim-Edmonton overtime, which you pointed out to me oh, the other which night, horrendous. which was good coaching, but horrendous. tactically brilliant, but entertainment-wise, bland as can be. Yes. This one was anything but. This was, the Flyers went for it. They tried for a wraparound, didn't really get the shot off. The Stars went up the ice. Radulov shot, Mrazic saved. Flyers come back the other way, cough it up, bouncing puck. Kari knocks it down with a sort of half poke check, and Klingberg doesn't even take a touch. Yeah. He just lets the puck settle. It looked like a bouncy ball there for a second. And then he flings it 120 feet up the middle. If he waits at all, that passing lane's gone. Hits Sagan at the blue line with not an inch to spare for offside. Yep. And it's like I thought it, In live action, I was very, I mean, it wasn't offsides. But when it first happened, I was convinced that there there might be a review coming here for a toenail. And I think they might have. Yep. Because you, so anyway, Sagan gets the puck, goes in, and it's 2-0 with Radulov. The whole time he skates in, I'm thinking, because this is the type of player I am in men's league, 
is 2 on 0. I'm making that pass. Yeah. I'm going to try to freeze the goalie for a second and make that pass because you know that is a really hard save. Yes. Especially if you make the pass quickly, right? You get it uh, going yeah. side to side with a quick release. Goalies can't get that, especially if they, even if you just get them to lean towards their near post just for a second. And Sagan was actually thinking shoot for his right. ball. Right. So I had I asked Tyler on our post game show about that, and I said I thought you were passing the whole way. He said actually, yep. I was thinking shot, but I knew once Radulov was there, I had to give it to him. He wasn't going to miss. Yeah. So he actually said if I was a uh, a stride or you know a half step ahead of Radulov, I'd probably shoot that. Mm-hmm. But he was right with me. Yeah. <laughs> and he finishes and he, they win it. He finishes and Tyler gets his 500th uh, career point on the play. He, um, it would have been really cool for the for the storyline if he had hit his 40th goal, which he's never done. Yep. And 500, and won the game in all, overtime all, all at play. once. Yeah. That would have been really really cool. But it just shows once again the development he's had this year, and it was a great win. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that the Flyers lingered on the bench? Yes, they Nobody left until it was confirmed. I don't know if it was reviewed. It must have been, because the league... It's got to go to the Situation Room. The Situation Room looks at it, and, and the referee pointed to center ice and said basically good goal, and I think at that point, that was it, because there's no challenge from the team. It's only coming from the league at that point. Correct. Alright. So there's your recap. Should we go to the lightning round as we have lightning crashing all around us? Yeah, let's go to the lightning round. Okay, so to the lightning round, i got to scroll back here for a second. Um, Chris writes in, what were your thoughts on Honka's performance, albeit with limited minutes, will he get a good chance to play next year? Well, we'll start with tonight. Um, I thought Honka was uh, I thought Honka was good in his role tonight. When he was sheltered. Um... Played on the power play. By the way, side note: I did not uh, take over recorder duty so that you could check your athletic feed. Well, no, I, I wasn't doing that. Liar! I wasn't doing that. Okay, well you uh, busted. So, the I was checking to see if my story. I was, there was a light, and I was checking to see if my story had posted. He was still moving forward, folks. Now he. By the way, I have seen you violate your own rule. You have a personal rule, which I am worse at than you are of not checking or touching your cell phone once you start driving. It's different if you stop at a light. Fine, whatever. I was stopped at a really, light. You really say... <laughs> you were not. Okay, you say, fine. You say, you say your principle is, I will not look at my phone. And in the last... Moment of weakness. ...few months, just like Ken Hitchcock's use of confidence the other night, you have a self-proclaimed moment of weakness. But it's been more frequent. It used to be never. And I almost felt bad because I'd see you and go, man, Sean is so disciplined on this. And I keep checking it sometimes, and I shouldn't. Well, your days as a cell phone car operating role model are waning for me, sir. I need to. I need to. Uh, I need to get much better. Okay. I was. I, was, I, I it's, it's something I was very good at. I need to. You're about uh, to be a father, Sean. You need to be protecting of yourself. Yes. You're, you're not just driving for you anymore. Yes. <laughs> okay. So back to uh, thoughts on Honka. Where do I digress? Um, so Honka, I thought he was good in his role tonight. It was limited. He was sheltered. Um, it was. I want to see him unfettered. And we I want to see. We haven't him really seen that. Released because there are a couple times tonight where I noticed just subtle little things yeah. that he does, and the puck ends up in the other team's zone instead of uh, battle in the neutral zone or even losing possession. Just a, a little calm, little faint, and then a play forward, an extra skate into the just. 
he is a possession type guy. Mm-hmm. He does things that help. Mostly, look, he, he makes mistakes. Yes. He had a turnover that gave, was it Jordan Wheel? Yes. No, it was Philpola. Uh, yeah, it was a Philpola play. Yeah. So he, he, he turned the puck over and Philpola had a good chance. Kari made a nice save. So he's not without fault, but who is? Especially a defenseman. Yeah. At his age. And I, I thought he played well in his role. I thought he was, I thought he did a decent job on, when he was on the power play. Um, I, I mean, it's, it's it's one of those things where he continues to be difficult to judge because he doesn't get a chance to he doesn't get a chance to play those tough situations. I mean, he right. had I think he only had two or three shifts in the third period. Um, so, um, but then to move on to the second part of the question, what type of opportunity will Honka have next year? Uh, that's a big. That's what a big if, decision for Jim Nill, isn't that's it? A, yeah, it's a huge decision what for do Jim you, Nill. What does your lineup look like? Do you re-sign or at least attempt to re-sign Greg Patteron? Do you attempt to re-sign uh, Dan Hamuse? Do you assume that Miro Haskinen is going to be part of your top six or top seven? Mm-hmm. Is Dylan Hetherington ready to be part of the seven? And how does Mark Mathot feel after this year? Because he's had a tough year physically. Yeah. So it's it's a uh, it's a real loaded question that we don't have a good answer to because we don't know how they're going to construct their roster for next year. Yep. Uh, I'd like to see him part of the. Personally, I would like to see Honka have that opportunity to come into next season and actually have a chance to play and actually be a key part of the team because I think there's a lot of things that he does that if given the chance to grow, and we'll use the word that we're not supposed to use, confidence. Um, for those who missed, by the way, this morning, uh, Owen asked Hitch about confidence. and Owen, Or about their comments about the team's lack of confidence after the Vancouver game from the Boston loss. Mm-hmm. And? And Hitch basically said confidence is one of the most overused words in sports. <laughs> um, he basically uh, apologized for a moment of weakness for using the word confidence and addressing it. He should have fought that off right away. I, I actually, if you look back on that, if he felt that way, then it was probably honest Hitch going, I shouldn't have been honest. honest. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so, anywho, I would like to see Hanka be be allowed to grow some confidence and be allowed to kind of um, see if he can flourish in a role where he's playing not 90 minutes a night, but maybe 15, 16 minutes a night, um, maybe more, and see what he can do. And so I'd like to see him in that spot for next year. Um, I think the pattern situation is very fast, is very interesting to me because I think in the Stars' perfect world, they'd love to have him back, maybe because he fits that ideal seventh can play, you kind of figure it out. Um, but I also look at, and I wrote this in my mailbag last week, where I think there's also a decision for Greg Patteron to make on his own end. Where I he, think he's proven that he's more than just Yes, seven. exactly. So I think Patteron has that decision on his end where um, these stars have three younger right-hand, three right-handed defensemen younger right. than I. But and what does he have going for him? Ken Hitchcock likes it. The whole, he likes his style of play, and he fits into that kind of system. Now, if that doesn't change... Then Pattern might very well want to re-sign him. I mean, Hitch and Rick Wilson have given Pattern a chance that nobody else in the NHL has. No, for for sure. So he so, may have some loyalty to that. He may have some loyalty to that, but there's also the thing where he's got to look at his own self-preservation. Where you got to be honest with yourself. Where am I going to get the best chance to a play, b make as much money as I can, and for as long as I can, and see what is happening in Dallas with this roster because. 
for yes, if, Hayes if I have and I mean, if I've got and there's a GM who and there's also and the stars are a team that if I look and I know players not looking into it, but I'm sure his agent is of the stars are also a team that's been actively pursuing college free agents too. Um, there's signs there that if I'm Greg Patteron, I say the grass may be greener somewhere else. Um, all right, so, moving on. Robert says, do you think Spets is playing through pain right now? He came back a bit ahead of schedule. Great to see. Uh, definitely playing through pain because I know he got injections into his back. Okay. Um, I would guess that that may be similar. It may not be the same injury as Martin yeah. Hansel, but similar treatments. Yes. Um, so, yes, he's definitely playing through pain. Um, it's. Uh, I was kind of surprised, actually, that he came back. Um, because the only question is, is that... If it's back pain, and we were talking about Hansel's injury earlier, if it's pain tolerance, because back pain is very debilitating, mm -hmm. hard yes. to feel like you can move at all. If an injection is given and it goes well and you feel great, I mean, remember Hansel yeah. one day, oh, he doesn't feel great at all, and then the next day he's feeling great. You just, well, it's, it, I mean, not great, but Hansel to play. Yeah, but Hansel, we, to give you an example of how bad back pain can be is, um, and Hansel was always was always good and talked about how he would feel better and stuff like that. But we later learned, I mean, he was really in pain 24-7. Yes, it was, less, so, it was more pain versus less pain instead of no pain, yes, it was which a, he it, says he has now. Yeah, it was a spectrum. Um, and so Spezza, I think, was definitely playing through pain. Um, and I was surprised to see him back this quick, uh, frankly, just because sometimes you see teams... It's, it's rare that you see... It would be one thing if Jason Spezza was a guy who, I hate to say this, but if he was actually a key cog for this coaching staff. Um, if, if, he, if, if he had actually been a guy who was playing what the old Jason Spezza played, or sorry, the younger Jason Spezza, because this is old Jason Spezza. You're talking about two years ago, Jason yes. Spezza. If we're talking about Jason Spezza who was playing big minutes and the coaching staff would want him back that quickly. So I'm actually surprised the coaching staff didn't say something along the lines of, Wait, wait it out. We want you to feel better. I'm actually surprised the coaching staff had him brought sure. back as quickly. But they did play him on the power play. And they did. Uh, Dylan writes in, do you guys think Sagan will reach the 174 mark for the amount of goals in his first five seasons as a star and pass Madonna? Six games and two goals, but he hasn't scored in a week. Parentheses, which isn't long, but it feels like time feels like it, it's running out. Um... If you look at the amount of scoring chances that Tyler Sagan has created lately, he's he's one of the most consistent for the Stars at yes. getting quality chances on a nightly basis or at every game-by-game -game basis. I heard this. He'll, he'll get 40 yeah. for sure. It's going to happen. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. And if he gets 40, he'll probably get 41 or 42 right afterwards. So, yeah, I think he'll hit 174 and pass him down. How many does he need to get? How many uh, according to Dylan, he needs two. Okay. So he must be one behind. Okay. okay. I, I don't know. I'd have to check that stat. Yeah, I'd have to check that. We, but let's assume that Dylan's um, numbers are accurate. Yeah. Um, I actually heard I heard a stat to, uh, on, the, on the radio. I don't remember the exact date, but um, from NHL, listen to NHL Network Radio the other day when I was driving back from the rink, where Sagan, since February 1st, Sagan is either first or second in the NHL in shots. Yes. Um, and by the way, he's also at 500 points. Yeah. Is the most from his draft class. Yes. He is sick uh, for more fun facts. He is 60th amongst current NHL players, um, amongst active NHL players of 500 points. Um, with his next point, he'll tie Shea Weber, who is 59. Wow. 
as far as most points by an active NHL. By active players, yes. I was going to try and find out where he was amongst all NHL players, but it's sort of taken me way too long to do all that research. It's not that hard. Yeah, but it would have been... It, I don't know how far back you have to go on hockey reference to get yes. it. Yes. Anyway, uh, Cord asked us about any details about Hitch. Uh, going 11 and 7. We already talked about yeah. that. I just wanted to let Court know that we saw our question. And then Tyler wrote in any chance stats will squeak. I think he meant stars. Any chance the stars will squeak into wild card spot? Assuming we win all six remaining games and get some other central teams to lose, big games coming up against the wild. So I tweeted about this earlier today because I just wanted to give a mathematical representation of what they're up against. Yes, there is still a chance. They have not yet been eliminated, yes. and the Stars were able to win their game tonight. However, St. Louis also won, which doesn't help. Um, good news was that the Canucks beat the Anaheim Ducks, mm -hmm. so that's a plus. Yep. And then there'll be some viewing tomorrow night as the Flyers play in Colorado. That's a big one. Yep. And you want to see whether the LA Kings in their next game maybe drop some points. And, of course, the Blues. keep So, um... Look, you've got to find a way to win in Minnesota first. Then you've got to win at home against Minnesota. And then you have three games left against the California teams. And if you can get to next week having won three in a row, then maybe we can talk about this. Yeah, I, I mean, I, you're still at a point where it's it's a pipe dream. I mean, is there a chance? Yes. It's very slim. Is there a chance? Yes. And it's the thing where you're asking a team to win six games in a row to end the season. And, After losing eight. And that may not even be enough. For all we know, um, it's a silly thing, Sean. And this is an if, and you can't go back and change it now. But if they had won against Boston, and they had a two-goal lead going into the third period, yeah. if they had found a way to, to just hold Boston at bay, and Boston's a really good team, and they win that game, forget the road trip, win that game, it's two points. I sub submit that they would have been in a much better state uh, mentally to, against the Canucks, and maybe win that game. Canucks are not a good team. They've beaten a couple of good teams in their last few, but ultimately they had a terrible record going into that. If they had won those two games, they would have faced the Flyers tonight with two points separating them from a playoff spot and six games left. And that sounds much less daunting than six with six right. to go. But they haven't happened, so that this is where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I, I still feel like they're cooked. It's still a Mount Everest climb. I still feel like they're cooked if they uh, somehow... If they somehow pull this off and and get in, it would be quite a story. And especially be, going with the winless eight-game streak yeah, before it, that, and it would definitely be fun to see. I just I don't see it happening. Put it this way: I, I'm still keeping things positive, but I'm not holding my breath for this. Is that fair enough? That's that's definitely fair. Because this team had, I mean, look, eight games ago, they're in a wild card spot. They had a cushion over the second wild card spot. And then they took two points out of those eight games. And other teams, for example, St. Louis just won their sixth in a row. Yeah, so they came storming back. St. Louis is back into the first wild card now. That's right. Not even in the second wild card. Colorado, you know, is there. But if the Stars went 500 during that stretch instead of two out of 16 points, they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah, and the problem, the other thing you have too, is you have some banked points ahead of you, like um, LA, which LA, the Stars LA. had banked points and they gave them all away. Yeah, but I guess I'm using. So what, what, what I mean by here. What, what I mean by banked points right now is you have points. Um, LA and Colorado, LA and Anaheim play 
in two days. Yes. So those are points. Those are no matter what, it's two points from one team. Somebody's team. going to get two Somebody's points. Somebody's going to get two points. Would hope not. Potentially to. three points could be handed out. So of course, on the flip side, one of those teams will also lose a game. Yes. But, but you're right. So somebody's there, going to get. There's two. not a situation where you can possibly go and say, okay, well, all four of those teams need to lose, and those and those four teams are not going to end the season on five-game losing streaks. The Stars could very easily win their final six games and still miss the playoffs mm -hmm. because of the backs-to-the-wall nature that they're at now. Yes. So we'll have to wait and see. But maybe, just maybe, there's a little uh, twist to the end of the to the final chapter this I, season. I will say this, and I'm not, I don't think they're going to get in. I, As I said, I believe they're cooked. But if they were to prove me wrong and prove everyone wrong and get in, Having won six in a row, they actually become a dangerous team <laughs> because that means that means they're playing a very that means they're playing very well because against the, they'll have beaten some really good teams and here are the teams they have to win the last five six it's, it's, a, it's a tough list Minnesota at, on the road Minnesota at home San Jose Anaheim both in their buildings and then in Los Angeles to finish out the year so three California teams on the road after going. Two against the Wild. Wild are really good right now. Mm -hmm. Again, uh, maybe maybe it can happen, but they are going to have to play some inspired hockey, and they're going to have to do it with no mistakes. Yep. Well, uh, we will uh, be back for the final car cast of the regular season. Yeah, we'll qualify that because it I, could I, be I will qualify it, but probably yeah. the final car cast of the regular season on Saturday. Yeah, uh, Mike um, Madonna night. Mike Madonna night. Uh, and Stars and Wilds for the regular season home finale, which, by the way, is also there's a promo for the first, I believe it's 10,000 10, fans. 10,000, yeah. Uh, Stars car flag. Ooh. Car so flag. if you'd like to uh, flap the Stars victory green colors from your car win window, uh, go to the uh, home finale on the 31st. Everyone, thank you for listening. <laughs>